So Lou Williams um, grabbed his rightful place among the throne of the NBA Sixth Man Award last night by recapturing the Lou Williams Jamal Crawford Sixth Man of the Year Award. So can someone explain to me how Lou Williams is even considered a sixth man at this point? Exactly. He was starting for the Clippers towards the end of the year. He was their leading scorer yeah, he, by he, Clippers. <laughs> he was absolutely their leading scorer at some point during the year. I, I don't I don't quite understand how this award works because he, he could some may that's, argue that he was the first man. That's the, it's good <laughs> that Jamal Crawford next year. That's that's just that's the rule. Yeah. Alright, I'm I'm okay with that. Anyway, so the NBA award show was last night. Um, there's a few things to talk about there. Uh, kind of sucked. <laughs> yeah, because we knew everything that was. We knew every single word going in, and like they try to do like dumb stuff. Like they did the uh, NBA Hustle Award claimed by the Sixers' very own Amir Johnson. After watching him for an entire year, I could say Hustle maybe isn't the first thing I think of. Maybe not able to play offense, but. Um, this is, Good for him. This is just one of the events that the NBA has hosted this year that goes under the long list of events of just just fail, just absolute failures. So we start off earlier in the year with the All Star Draft, where they failed to televise possibly the most exciting sure. thing that could happen to the NBA midway through the stuff. season. They're trying. <laughs> I'm not trying to slander the NBA here because it's my the, favorite league, but then you have the NBA draft lottery, which takes a whole of five minutes. And they, they just speed through the picks. And that, then. Well, they, they, they get me for every single hour that that comes on. I, get, I watch every single one. I watch every single commercial. They get me for that. Not, not to mention the NBA Finals every year, which is somehow worse <laughs> than the non televised All Star <laughs> All Star draft. But yeah. It's Kevin Durant's fault. It's yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. We can blame him. But yeah, like you said, uh, Dikembe Mutombo in the, the Sager suit was pretty sweet. That, yeah, that was got, cool. That kind of made the night. I got to see Dikembe Mutombo in a pink suit. That really, that was really all my night needed last night. Yeah, and then um, you had Dwayne Casey on stage. Talking, that was also great. <laughs> getting rid of the elephant in the room pretty early on. Uh-huh. You know what the thing is about the NBA award show? Is this is technically something I should watch? Like, <laughs> just me on a Monday night during the summer, I'm out. I'm just like, oh, the NBA award show is on tonight? Great. But the problem is I know all of these. And yeah. no matter the amount of entertainment they can put in by Charles Barkley calling Shaq fat or <laughs> all types of stuff, it really just doesn't work out because we still know it. I think this is fundamentally like a good idea for the NBA, but it's just... They don't like really time it as well because we already the the NBA regular season was already like, you kind of like, lost interest ago. at that point and you already know what every award they is used to do. Be. They used to just have it like and I'm saying used to it was like two years ago. They yeah. used to just have like the awards like um, released over the playoffs and that was better because that like that spawned stuff. Like remember when. Or I guess it wasn't last year, but uh, Russell Westbrook played James Harden in the yeah, first yeah, round yeah. of the playoffs, <laughs> and that was like the two people who were running for MVP. Yeah, well, that was that that was an awesome. Uh, I was saying this earlier. That was an awesome year, but um, yeah, I don't know. The, the The weird thing about the award show is that like all year, everyone's debating about Rookie of the Year, Ben Simmons, Donovan Mitchell. They're going at it with each other. They had the T-shirts, everything, and then the award show is like a Monday night. Nothing's going on. It's the summer, and still like. 
like I, I didn't watch it I, I just looked up the like the the big moments and it's just I don't know it it, it could put, it's theoretically a really good uh idea it's like it especially for someone like me I feel like this is exactly yeah. what I want to do with my, my Monday night in the at the end of June but it's just yeah I should be curled up in a with a blanket and a cup of tea like a 45 year old woman on the night <laughs> of the Tonys but instead I'm, I'm just not even watching it and and I don't know it's kind of disappointing but I'm in the group of people uh Speaking of, of Rookie of the Year, I'm in the group of people who does not think Ben Simmons is a rookie. I didn't think Joel Embiid was a rookie when he was in consideration for Rookie of the Year. That being said, I love Ben Simmons. I'm a huge LSU fan, always he, have been. He's not just a rookie, Brian. He's the rookie. <laughs> See, that, that's what makes me mad is the fact that we're debating he's whether or not rookie. he is a rookie and he is the considered the best rookie. All right, so I, and, feel, I feel dumb arguing about this because this argument's like, Two buds old at this yeah, point, yeah. but at the same time, that's the whole thing with the award show. He's, he's he never played in the NBA, and he was the best player to not play in the NBA this past year. He never played in the NBA. Yeah, but if there's a player who is the worst man on the team, and he never he, took a jump shot on an NBA court, and still he hasn't taken I'm a jump just shot. Saying, theoretically, but, theoretically, someone's right, the twelfth man on the roster. And he just never plays a minute. Never plays a single minute because he's not good enough. And not this would this this would never happen. But if it did, would he still be a rookie the next year? Yeah, that's how it works. If he was on the roster, not that's injured. That's how the NBA counts it. Oh, I got to pick the, with It's the like NBA. literally if you play like if you play less than like 450 minutes, you're still a rookie. Yeah. So well, okay, but if we're saying who had a better year, Ben Simmons or Donovan Mitchell, I do agree. Ben Simmons had a better year. He's not just a rookie. Yeah. He's the rookie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, we were going to try and talk about some winners and losers of the draft. Um, you want to start off? You got anything comes to mind? One thing that uh, was one of the first things coming out of the draft is the Bargain Bin Warriors in the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> I love their ro- I mean, I love their roster. They're still the Hawks. But they really did some interesting stuff on draft night. They traded down to get Trey Young and... Um, Another protected Mavericks pick, which is kind of interesting because I don't know if the Mavericks are going to be great, but they're going to. I, I I don't know about that. Um, and then they got so they got Trey Young, they got Kevin Herter, who's supposed to be their quote unquote um, Clay Thompson. They got uh, Trey Young, who's supposed to be their quote unquote Steph Curry, and they got Omari Spellman, who is a tall forward who's yeah. kind of fat, but that's about it. <laughs> it um. And that's going to be how they want to start out, like, I guess their roster building like process. They want to – the um, Travis Schlenk, who um, is the one making decisions for basketball on them, is from the Warriors. So it makes sense that they'd be trying to form a similar roster with similar types of players. But I kind of like it. I – okay, so I was going to say that I did like it. But the more I'm looking at it, I don't know how I feel. Because uh, really, I think the best move that they made was that trade. And not because they got Trey Young out of it. But because they got the protected pick, um, but like as players, like are you sold on Kevin uh, Huerter, Herter, Herter, Herter? Are you sold on him? I mean, okay, so like he doesn't—he just doesn't look like he has that high of a ceiling. I like, have two things to say about that. Uh, number one, I think it's just kind of like building the like the types of player, the type, the way you want to play. Mm-hmm. That's the same way the thing that the okay. Sixers did over the past couple of years is they wanted to get like defensive-minded players who hustled, who rebounded, right. who did the dirty stuff. The thing I don't love for the Hawks is the fact that they had to give up a player like um, the, what's the the European 
Uh, uh, Luka Doncic. Yeah, they had to give up a player like Luka Doncic um, to do this, and I just really don't love the value going from Trey Young to Luka Doncic to Trey Young because I think people something that's lost in this draft is that people don't understand that Luka Doncic was literally like one of the like Europe's most um, talented, like most decorated players yeah. ever, and to get a kid who jacked up shots in the um, in Oklahoma, like I don't know, I don't love it. I don't love it. Yeah, it, it, the thing is, they're both like crazy productive, obviously, but I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it because I don't know if Luka Doncic is is worth potentially two lottery picks. Because if if you think about it, they they potentially he's they they valued him as as two lottery picks pretty much. Um, well, two like I don't know, maybe even top five or the other one's not going to be top five. It's top five protected for two years, and then I think top three protected for yeah. four years. But um. I, I just don't think he's worth two first-round picks for him. And I, I do think know. he's really good. And like you said, people don't appreciate that he was the most decorated European If you, if you see a guy player. you like, especially with Cuban. Cuban I feel like Cuban's been like making, like... Actually, I don't know. Because Cuban... The thing is with the... Ma- we're going to dive into some mass talk here. <laughs> but they like have been just making... They, they low-key haven't had like a great draft history. But no. at the same time... I don't know. I feel like it's it's a good situation for Luka to be in because he has um, now they're gonna have Dennis Smith and Luka Doncic and people. What people don't realize about Luka Doncic is he was like he can be an off the ball player. Like he doesn't necessarily need the ball. They'll have Dirk. I think this might be his last year, but we'll it, see. It probably is. Um, they'll have Dirk coming off the bench. Harrison and Barnes, like, like providing like a good veteran presence. They have Harrison Barnes. Like I think. The Mavericks said they want to win this year, which is interesting, but we'll and see. This is this is another interesting thing. I just read earlier that they're apparently um they're looking for a center. Is yeah, that what you're saying? Well, they not just a center. They were re delving into the DeAndre Jordan mess the that DeAndre from a few years Jordan ago. Flame. And um I would say where I got the information from, but I don't remember. But yeah, that that's just interesting. It, like maybe there's another kidnapping situation uh, on the forefront this summer. And, well, I don't and that's think just, uh, that's just what I have. I don't think about. DeAndre Jordan would mind getting kidnapped right now, especially yeah. playing for the my Clippers. Actually, <laughs> I, I I will disperse my Clippers on the radio waves. I um actually yeah I will. I think he should leave. Um, but are, I are, think are, if are, I'm personally if I'm DeAndre Jordan, especially um, did you see? Earlier this year, he had his house for sale in a... No. Uh, this oh, a- I love a good house for sale narrative. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he had his house for sale on... Um, I saw it on Jacoby on TV. And uh, in it was like a Zillow thing or whatever. And in the pictures, there was a big-ass tent in his backyard. <laughs> and that looks like a seven-foot person could go into. <laughs> and there was like this big portrait of Bob Marley smoking a butt on like the wall. Really? Um, I did not see that. That, that really has nothing to do with. Um, that's Mark Cuban's uh, DeAndre Jordan's free agency implications, but uh, he did sell his house, so maybe he's trying to move on towards those ways. Maybe he's trying to move those ways into Dallas. You know, there's no income tax. And People had, always say that. Is he still his own agent? Do you know? Uh, I hope not. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that didn't work out very well last time. But, <laughs> but at the same time, I don't think he might would mind getting kidnapped. Yeah. Anyway, enough. Yeah. Mavs back, talk. back to back <laughs> to that was Mavs talk. Yeah. No. But so back to the one of the big losers I think we both agree on from this draft is uh, the Sacramento Kings. 
for uh, taking Marvin who, Bagley's going to play the three. <laughs> yeah, that's literally what they have him. I mean, that's literally like one of their only options. That's for what Vlade wants. Oh my yeah. god, it's terrible. How can you have that inept of a person running an organization for so long and it's just fine? Like every <laughs> single year, Kings fans are just like, "Oh, it's still Vlade. It's still fine." It's the same thing the Knicks fans go through. Yeah, but the thing is, <laughs> it's fine. Knicks fans are constantly, constantly enraged at their organization, just sick to their Kings stomach. Kings fans should be too. I don't know if they are though. That's what. That's what makes me nervous. Do you know any Kings fans? I feel like the ones I hear uh, of are pretty No comment. Ups- I feel like all the Kings fans I hear about are pretty upset with their okay, situation. Yeah. It's not great. I would hope so. I just haven't. I haven't but been speaking to many Sacramento fans recently. Marvin Bagley is going to play the three. Oh my god. Yeah, so that was a, a, a big L um, for the Kings picking with a number two pick, Marvin Bagley. Yeah, I don't um, like that at all, but... Uh, Vlade also said they were going to be a super team. Did you hear that? <laughs> it's no, like, now we're talking uh, mixed basketball. Now this is where the comparisons begin. Because if if you want to hear about super teams, that's the New York Knicks specialty. Not New actually York putting Dicker one together, Bunkers. but talking about it. Wow. He said they're going to be a future super team. They got Jared so, Fox. They got Skalipisier. Cal. I love it. Oh, my God. Who, Vince Carter might <laughs> still be around. When I say Randall. I love it, I hate it. They... Maybe if Zach Randolph gets some of Vince Carter's uh, vertical ability, maybe we're talking super team territory. Maybe um, Zach Randolph can like get like a better training facility off of like all the money he makes trapping, and then <laughs> they could be a better team. I don't know. Maybe they could bring in some consultants to help run the team. I don't know. Let's just try and be creative. Let's try and uh, save the Kings. You gotta love Zach Randolph, though. Of course. <laughs> How could I not? All right. So another. Uh, Big winner that I I noticed, or uh, it's really just their first pick. Uh, but I like the Celtics picking Robert Williams, um, yeah. a guy who slid pretty far. And I, I think you said earlier that there so, was uh, some concerns about his character going so, into the draft, and he immediately acted he, on that. So he, <laughs> the reason why he slid so far down in the draft was because he had character concerns at Texas A and M, and then he starts off the first day of his sexers of his uh not sexers of his uh. Celtics tenure by um, uh, showing up to the like conference call late or something. It was like a media thing. I don't know, but not great. He said, "I think he said he was out uh, partying at like Applebee's the night before or something." <laughs> that's I, like I, that's like Vince Young running up the check at a Cheesecake Factory. It was, it, he, I think he said something dumb about it, but it's just uh, it's the reason why he got drafted so low. He's just like a six ten center out of uh, Texas A and M. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. That that is a good pick to get at twenty six, especially if you're the Celtics, especially if you don't have if you have big man concerns. I mean, my my big thing about picks like that is like, as far as if there's a lottery pick and there's some kind of intangible uh, concern about him, like like a character concern or an injury concern, I think if it's a lottery pick and you're picking at twenty eight, you go for it anyway. And that's why I was really happy with um, the the Nuggets getting uh, Michael Porter. I really like that pick a lot. I was saying that earlier. I I'm, I was surprised none of the other teams uh, earlier on, like the Knicks, could have grabbed him. Uh, when when I was watching him fall, it was just like, all right, who's going to pick him next? Who's going to pick him next? Who's going to pick him next? I thought the Sixers were going to take him for a second. I said the Knicks should have taken him. I I can't believe he slid down to fourteen, especially after the rumors that Jerry West like stirred up with the Clippers that yeah. they wanted to take him because the Clippers said they wanted to take a guy. I, I heard they I heard they were trying to move into the mm-hmm. top five for everyone, and they didn't really pick. Two picks. Oh well, you know they, who I did hear that they were trying to move up for was a uh, shy. That's Sh- like Sh- Yeah, they ended up getting him. Shea but, Alexander. Yeah, but 
I, I like that pick. Um, I didn't even I, know who the other guy was. Jerome. Jerome Robinson. Jerome. Yeah. So, but at the same time, let's, we're talking about Michael Porter here. It was crazy watching him slide because, yeah. like, a guy that was like he was supposed to be like the one of the, the top pick of the top pick of this draft, and he ends up going all the way to fourteen, right outside the lottery. Um, yeah, I, I was surprised no one else picked him. Honestly, I thought with the Sixers' undefeated redshirt program, we might have taken him. I don't even <laughs> like that. I think this guy still has some legit, legitimate, like not still, he has some legitimate talent. If he can figure out these injury concerns, so I, from my understanding, it's not that. I think that if his injury concerns were like like a Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons situation where they knew for a fact he was going to miss just one season or they were, he was just going to miss the first season, I think all of those teams would have been jumping to get him. But, yeah, but I he, think the big concern is like long-term he, injuries. He might miss his yeah. entire career. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it would be – yeah. But I don't know. I still think it would, it, it's worth the risk, especially for Denver who needs a wing. In that range, let's talk about um, the Sixers-Suns pick. That was right around there. Um, the Sixers Sun trade that was so, cold blooded. Yeah, that's what a lot of people are saying around Philadelphia. Is that how do you trade this guy whose <laughs> mom works for H, um for HR in Philadelphia? It was he played for Villanova. He wanted to go there. It was like it was like written. But he's such a Philly guy. I I, I know people who know Mikel Bridges. Like and, and that's such a Delaware thing. <laughs> yeah, that is a Delaware thing. Knowing someone who knows somewhere, but like he he's just such a Philly guy. And like I don't. I don't know how I feel about what's the name Zaire, Zaire Smith. Smith. Yeah, like you mean Kawhi Leonard two point Yeah, but he's so raw. He's so raw. Yeah. So okay. Um, but let's talk about it then. Uh, with Zaire Smith, I so I, I've I've gone through every tunnel of the thought train <laughs> with this. I have I have deeply tried to analyze this. And um, with Zaire Smith, so he. Theoretically, right now he can't really play offense. Um, yeah, he can't the- really theoretically. He, he can't really. He can't really dribble too well. Um, his shot is very theoretical right now. I uh, theoretical. I like that. I like that term. I'm pretty sure he took like 38 threes in college, which is. He, but the thing is, he's and also he's six four. Mm. Uh, at Texas Tech, he had to play like their small, their power forward position because they had like four guards. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a six four dude who you draft to play, I think. I hope shooting guard, maybe small forward. Um, he is super raw. He's nineteen, which is the popular thing to say about every single draft yeah. pick, especially that we've yeah. had. Joel Okafor is somewhere out there still being nineteen, <laughs> but um, he'll develop. Yeah, he'll get there. He still rolls out of bed and gets twenty and ten. Got to grow into his body. But um, <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, with um, Zaire. He the, the so here are the good things about him. Brett Brown says his jumper is isn't as far along as people thinks thinks it is. Okay, and he's like an insane defender already. That's like the one thing about him. It's like he kind of seems like just like hey, just go defend someone and like that's it. Like that's, yeah. a, that's the only thing he knows how to do because he doesn't know how to play defense or he, he doesn't know how to play offense. So he just hey, go defend that he's guy. Not and even that's like a three and D threat. It's kind of like a Tristan Thompson like type like energy. You know what I mean? But he's like six four. Oh yeah, he's, he's, he's not going to be grabbing rebounds. He's not yeah. going to be. Well, is he is he like locked down though? Like, that's that's what that's what the uh, report on him is. He's like he's supposed to be a lockdown defender. We're going to try and give give him a jump shot. Um, he's got some vertical. He does have some. He's, he's a he's a crazy athlete. Yeah. And I mean, there are a lot of. He's one of the most hypothetical players in this draft. That's the where we keep uh, uh, love talking about, but. We'll see with him. We'll, well definitely see with him. Another guy who has that same thing going for him that uh, um, 
that you said, oh, he's 19, he'll develop, he's raw, but he'll develop. Uh, Kevin Knox, who I think was the second youngest player in the draft, um, the Knicks got him. I think that t- that pick is just terrible. <laughs> Maybe that's just a Knicks fan in me, but I think that's just terrible. Um, with Michael Porter Jr. still on the board, and you take actual, the, you take the worst light skin forward still on the board. That's well, exactly. exactly. Well, yeah, even Mikel Bridges was still on the board. Like I, I would have way rather had Mikel Bridges and Kevin Knox on my team, but no, that's not how we work. You know, the York. thing is about Kevin Knox is like he wasn't really like up high in the draft boards like when he was actually playing basketball. Yeah, yeah. And then when all the workouts start happening and when these guys are playing zero and one, he shoots up the draft. And that board that scares me he's, so he's a, so much. I mean, he's a good looking player. He should. Theoretically, be good. He um, he's tall. He can shoot. He can score. A mm-hmm. little, he can score a little bit. He can't really play defense. But it's just, I I don't love the pick either. And I Knicks fans are talking like, yo, this is our core. Like it's gonna be Frankie. Frankie smokes. It's gonna be Porzingis. It's gonna be Kevin Knox. We're set, yo. Exciting. It's like it's like probably not, dude. Probably not. Yeah. And another pick I was uh, iffy on was the. The pick right before it uh, was Cavs with Colin Sexton. Did you what see Colin it? Sexton walking around in the airport with his jersey on? No. <laughs> it was just someone took a picture with him and he was just had it on. Like, That's like the chilling. equivalent of, um, what's his name? Uh, God, the guy who won the Masters this year showing up to a, a Houston Rockets game wearing the green jacket the day afterwards. The, that That's that level of excitement. By the way. Greatest draft picture ever was Lonnie Walker, uh, the fourth, yeah. with uh, Adam Silver. He's got the hat up. Patrick Reed was the winner. Patrick the Reed, yeah, thank you for that. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not big on the Colin Sexton pick. But, also, I don't know what their plan is. Is he, like, a replacement? Is um, he, okay, like, so they just they need – This is, I guess this is the pick to pander to LeBron. They need a, I mean, they need a point guard anyway. Because look at their guard. They have Jose Calderon. Mm-hmm. They have they, – they uh, Yeah, but uh, do you think he's more of a – a pawn to keep LeBron, or do you think he's more of someone who's supposed to step up if LeBron leaves? Well, um, I think if LeBron leaves, you're kind of you kind of need to rebuild yeah, anyway. Yeah. So I guess this could. But be that's the... what I'm saying. I don't I don't know if Colin Sexton's that that guy. Well, yeah, but who else at this point in the draft do you have left that you that would also fit? I, I do Michael like Porter Colin. Jr. If you're if you're rebuilding. Well, yeah, but that's. That says that tells LeBron that he's not welcome. That's here, true. You know I mean, I mean, maybe not that, but it's just it's it'd be it's better. It's such like a, a complicated situation. Look at, look at all Michael Porter Jr. went five picks below that. I don't think they were picking him anyway. Yeah, or six picks below that. Uh, yeah. Who else did you like? Who, who, um, who, who do you think? I like the Spurs draft. We were, you said earlier, uh, Lonnie Walker, who um is a, like a. I think he's a super interesting prospect. I actually watched a lot of film on him because that people were talking about him going to the Sixers. I think he like he has some things that are kind of weird to his game. I feel like his dribbles almost like too high. I don't I don't really know what I mean by that because I'm not really like a scout, but like yeah. when I watch him play, it just looks like his dribbles too high. Looks a little out of like control. He, he looks like he plays out of control. But I think if anyone's gonna fix that, it's gonna be Pop. He's super athletic. He he can shoot a little bit. They ha- they got um, Lonnie Walker. They got a couple second rounders, I think. Who is this? Uh, they got Chimizy Metu, who I don't know who that is. He in the 49th pick, and uh, Spurs draft picks. I feel like they got someone else. I I like their draft too. I said in the last podcast, I, I'm pretty high on Lonnie Walker. Um, I wouldn't have been mad if he got drafted even higher than 18. Yeah, he was a he was a player that was like in that lottery range. 
Delaware's very own Dante DiVincenzo went a pick before him at uh, 17. See, that's the thing. Uh, that was, you, you didn't like him. You didn't I, like refu- him. I refuse to slander Dante DiVincenzo anymore. You didn't, Be- you didn't like the way his game translated to the NBA. That's the I, cold-hearted... Um, yeah, but let's scratch that from the record. Let's scratch that from the record. That's what you said last time. Yeah, I know. Uh, I guess it, it we'll hurts see, me. too. We'll see, too. And I want him... Playing next to Giannis, they're trying to they're trying to build something there. They just got the new coach uh, Budenholzer from the Hawks. I might have to get a big ragu jersey. Oh, not that'd be lie. great. <laughs> like that cream color. Remember uh, those uh and those uh nickname jerseys that they had a couple yeah. years ago? That'd be yeah, great yeah, yeah. to get the big ragu. <laughs> that would be okay. No, I'm sold. I'm sold. I take back everything I said about that. I mean, I think he could. I think he's an interesting prospect because he is he's super athletic. He he um shot up draft boards at the combine because he did great in mm-hmm. um the uh five on five. He had a good athletic comment overall. He had like second highest vertical or highest vertical. What I heard was that he went to the first day and he performed like really really well. And then all of his like his people like who were advising him were like, oh, just don't go to the second day. Your first one's good. It's probably it's probably not going to get better from there. And then he went to the second one and was like he lit it up. Yeah. So it's like that's why everyone's so high on him. Um, but there might be a little bit of, like this is what I was trying to say. I wasn't trying to say that I don't like Dante Divincenzo. I was just saying I think there's a little more recency bias than there should be because literally there is not much talk about him at all. He wasn't even really talking about going to the draft yeah, until he, that final until the well at the same time if you're finals. him after that you you like gotta go exactly you gotta go that's the best time to go like and you kind of get uncovered as a prospect because these scouts actually have to scout you and. Yeah. You end up going sixteen, which is or seventeen, which is not bad at all. If you're, yeah, if you're no, I, I, I like, I, I want to see how he, how he does. I, I'm very, very excited. Um, there, yeah. I feel like there is a little bit of value in the second round that uh, people haven't been talking about. Um, the Suns, who overall, we don't, I don't. So let's talk. Did we talk about no? Did we, did we, we didn't, or we talked, we delved into Zyra Smith. We didn't yeah. talk about the trade. Um, okay, so the Suns, I don't think it was great to trade that 2021 Miami pick who, I, I don't know, like, look at Miami's best players right now. It's Kelly Olenek, it's Dwayne Wade. It's, it's saying that for two years now, though, and they, they somehow, Eric Spolstra put something together uh, every year. And it, yeah, Pat Riley has to retire soon, though. Yeah. But, um, yeah. anyways, we'll see. I just, I think it's irresponsible to draft, to trade away. Um, an unprotected pick to move up six picks. I think that, especially in that mm-hmm. range, like because you could have you could have moved that you could have used that to move up all the way to like I don't know five. I I, I, I just like that they got Mikel Bridges. I but, think he's gonna fit in well. Anyways, yeah, I, I like it. I, I really like their roster right now because you you pick eight and number one. You pick um you get a nice forward to fit in with Bridges, and they got Elio Kobo, who's a like a versatile uh, point guard out of France, who's um. He's athletic too, so I really think I really like the roster that are moving forward, and I, I, like I really the, feel like everything comes together with the Aiden pick. Yeah, now they, they have uh, like a full court. They have like a decent amount of like interesting players on the roster. They have Josh Jackson. They have uh, Devin Booker, who's the star of it all. Mm-hmm. They have DeAndre Aiden. They have Dragon Bender. They have Marquise Chris, who's Marquise Chris right now. <laughs> they have a lot of young talent on that roster. What I really like is how they have. Uh... Josh Jackson and um, now Mikel Bridges on the wing. That's gonna be lockdown. Yeah. That's kind of like what the Rockets have going out and going on. If DeAndre, Jer- if not not DeAndre Jordan, uh, DeAndre Ayton learns how to play defense, mm-hmm. 
Could be a good defensive team, too. This is a weird and outlandish statement that I need you to fully listen to before you uh, start to comment. Okay. But assuming Josh Jackson and um, and Mikel Bridges live up to their 3 and D potential and their, their uh, just in, in general defensive prowess in... Stayed out. I, I'm kind of scared. In, in five to six years, if, if all these players come... To, to be as good as they're supposed to be, are they going to be able to compete against the Warriors? Warriors <laughs> are going to be around in six years, dickhead. <laughs> At least saying, I sure hope not. I don't know. Okay, I mean, this is what's going through Suns fans' minds right now. This has been going through their minds for fifteen years that, now. That's just—I feel like that's dumb to like think about like everything in the lens of the Warriors. This, yeah, no, no. That, I'm just saying, like, if uh, I don't know who's who's who would be better to defend Kevin Durant than. Josh Jackson and Mikel Bridges potentially. I guess you're not wrong. Five I... years. No, it's a ridiculous statement. That's why I pre- I uh, prefaced with it, with that. But uh, I don't yeah. know. I like their roster. It's pretty cool. I like the Shaq and Kobe comparisons with speaking, DeAndre and Devin. Speaking of bad NBA players, aka my favorite type of NBA players, um, one of my new favorite players of the league uh, next year might be Sivastolov. Mikhail Luke, uh, shooting guard <laughs> to the Lakers. Uh, he got traded by the Nuggets. Um, he was literally just chilling in the stands. I saw him on in, in like an Instagram story because all these second rounders like have to just chill mm-hmm. in the stands and mm-hmm. wait. And if you're at the draft, like these these people just like come down. Like, yeah. Like they'll like generic NBA players. <laughs> and this guy started playing professional basketball at like 14 years old and just like came over from I think I'm gonna get this wrong. The Navy's Ukraine, something like that, and he's just been playing. He played at Kansas. He was like a fifth-year senior who was like nineteen at Kansas. I like that pick. <laughs> this is great. This is great for bad NBA players. The Showtime Lakers, baby. Hamadou Diallo, who's also an athletic player, who's going to be bad. I mean, Hornets. I'm kind of confused I, by that because wasn't Hamadou Diallo like? At one point, like one of the better players in college basketball, dude. I don't know. The Sixers got got a guy named Shake Milton. Yeah. Well, he's okay. Shake Milton's actually like he's actually really fun to watch. And I'm 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 ready for summer league shake, dude. This this uh, Sixers. I mean, not just Sixers. This entire summer league. If anyone wants to come to my house and watch it, we're gonna be having a ball. I'm gonna be having viewing parties. Viewing parties every single night to see Svivastava, Mikhailuk, <laughs> and Summer League Shake face off. It's going to be awesome. Is Markel Fultz playing in Summer League? Uh, probably not, which is a bummer because <laughs> you know me as head of the uh, Markel Fultz fan club. Yeah. But um, I don't think he – because he's, he's with Drew Hanlon right now. Everything that's been coming out of that has been good. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is just a proclamation to the airwaves. If anyone is selling any Markel Fultz stock, I'm buying all of it. I've been buying all of it since, <laughs> since December. I've been buying, buying all of it since he wasn't able to shoot a jump shot. Give it I, – I need it. It's my life force. I need it. Give, give me all of it. I think this kid's still going to be great. But um, the, you, the world doesn't need any more any of my Markel Fultz sticks right now. You know, I think um, it's a pretty good – oh, you want to move on? Yeah, well, Say what you're gonna say. I was gonna say uh, a pick that another pick that I liked that I don't think anyone else really seemed to like talk about much was Aaron Holiday to the Pacers. I, I really like, like Aaron Holiday a lot. Like I'm a big Aaron Holiday fan, and I like that. Um, I don't know. I just like that they have an offensive-minded uh, point guard now, and it's not like the Darren Collins Collison experiment. Um, the Darren Collison experiment. Not that he's not <laughs> offensive-minded, but that I don't know. I just like that they got a young guy in next to a. Victor Oladipo, and I hope he, he does well. But yeah, yeah anyway, that, that team isn't even 
The Pacers are like they took the Cavs to seven this year. Like they're not. They're well. They just declined uh, Lance Stevenson's opt, uh, player option or team option. Gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, how about we move on to free agency? There's uh, some stuff coming up this week. On Friday, LeBron James is going to decide whether or not he's going to opt into his uh, his $35 million option to stay with the, the Cleveland decision. Cavaliers. De- decision part three. Um, if he does this, if he opts in, that means he's going to be open to signing trade options to um, the Rockets, to teams like... I think... I was going to say teams like that, probably just the Rockets. Yeah. But... Um, or he... I don't, I don't think he'll stay in Cleveland. Or if, if I don't think if he does that, it means he stays in Cleveland because I think he's going to pursue a one plus one regardless. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's interesting. Um, we'll see what happens with him on Friday. Where do you think? Let's go to the overall picture of LeBron. Where where do you where do you like? Um, I think there's still. Well, see, it's interesting because there's a lot of like other players whose decisions like will affect his, but I think it's more his decision Decision will affect, like, like I'm talking about, like, Paul George. Like, I think LeBron's decision is going to obviously affect where Paul George goes, maybe not completely influence it, or the other way around. So, but I still see him going to, um, going back to Cleveland, actually. Do you like him going back to Cleveland? I just... I like him going to Cleveland or L.A., but again, like, if L.A. goes out and signs someone like Kawhi, uh... Like I, I don't think LeBron's well, like, gonna go there. Well, they can't. It would be a trade for Kawhi. Yeah, yeah, a, yeah. It's a, kind of all the all of them are. You, I feel like you can't really talk about one without talk talking about That's all of them. Saying. The whole LeBron, Paul George, Kawhi. Um, I, I think, I think Paul George. I mean, it's it isn't the most interesting thing, but what, what I've been seeing is I think Paul George might stay in Oklahoma City at least That's, for another yeah. year, which is. It's weird. It feels weird because he's literally screaming from the hilltops. He wants to go to L.A. the entire year and then to end up back in Oklahoma City. Is that just some Sam Presti rumors? So, like, how how legit do we know that is? There's rumors everywhere, especially this uh, time of the year. But like NBA, yeah. Like, if if Paul George stays at OKC, then I think there's a better chance that LeBron ends up staying at um, in Cleveland or. He could still end up going to L.A. And then there's talk of Kawhi going to Philly. And if Kawhi goes to Philly, there's no chance LeBron goes to Philly. Because, yeah. like, there's... there's. I don't know. You think they can afford... I, they, um, <laughs> Let's hear this. They need to move around. That's the That's been, like, the point of this offseason. They can afford two if they move around some... some uh, Do they have a GM pieces. yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, so that, okay, well... A, that's a team, where we're at right now. A team now. without a GM also swindled the Suns out of uh, unprotected first-round um, pick for Or they free. got swindled out of Mikkel Bridges, they, uh, they an see- NBA lifer. <laughs> but any, anyway, like, are you expecting Brett Brown to somehow finagle the contract situations into signing they, LeBron they, and Kawhi? Because if so... No, that they is have the, competent people in that Yeah, no, I know, I know, I know. Eversley, they have Ned Cohen, they have... Like, there's a reason why they got... They also traded down because they wanted to get as much money possible. And you, for mm-hmm. a 16 pick, it's less money than a 10 pick. The thing... Well, I, we're going back to that pick now. No, but <laughs> I'm just going to say one more thing about that. The thing that I've, I I didn't like about it is that I think Mikel Bridges would have fit so well in a win-now situation with the Sixers. Oh, we are going back to that pick. I thought we were trying to... No, I said, I'm just going to say one more thing. Okay, one more thing. Yeah, like, literally, he, he would have helped them out in a win-now situation, and I think they, they're still focused kind of on the process, but they don't really need to be. But, whatever. Anyway, yeah. um, the thing is that Brett Brown, that this is kind of relevant to the, what we're getting back to, Brett Brown in the 
press conference after the draft said that they're star hunting. That was the point okay. of the that was the point of the pick. That was the main crux of it. And they, they saved a lot of money there. Okay. They get that pick for um to, to trade away for a piece like Kawhi and then mm-hmm. they get he keeps Brett Brown keeps talking saying this stuff to about like oh Zaire Smith could be a future Kawhi. Like this is I think this is really just like code to the Spurs like hey future Kawhi like right. wink wink nudge nudge help okay. me out here. Okay. Um and the thing is I looking at all these players, I, I don't know. I think Kawhi might still be like viable to the Sixers, but I don't know if I love it because I don't. He might not stay. He um, he might be still injured. Like, there's a lot of question marks with it. Where else are Kawhi's options? I don't think LA's really. He's gonna happen he keeps anymore. saying he wants to go to LA. I think. Uh, with, I feel like they're not pursuing him that much. I feel like well, the, the trade. Same, I don't think. Um, um, I don't think Pop is gonna trade away um, Kawhi to LA and help right. them build a, like a super team after like on his but, the last whim of his career because he might Pop might be retiring soon. We keep forgetting about that. But what other teams in the East are potential Kawhi landing spots? And because I did see something saying that uh, they're just not gonna really trade him out west at all. But like I don't really I, I'm trying to think of what teams in the Eastern Conference are really pursuing him. Well, this kind of comes down to the whole point of it. I don't think Kawhi leaves. I, I like... I, I, no, I don't know if... Not that. I don't know if they trade Kawhi. I think okay. someone's just going to have to sign him. I think... I don't think we're going to go the rest... I, I think we're going to go the rest of the summer without a Kawhi decision. I think he might get traded at the um, deadline, if anything. But right. I think... The Spurs are just like they're not gonna get because they they're gonna if you're trading away Kawhi you want a lot especially yeah. if you are the Spurs yeah so I don't think they're gonna get a package that's gonna um, be what they want unless the Sixers throw everything at them and I don't know if they will I hope they don't do that either um, and I think some teams are hesitant to throw as much as you need to throw at the Spurs to, to get, get Kawhi, Kawhi. Yeah. because of his whole situation this year like it's kind of uncertain how he's gonna be and like. Yeah, yeah. Teams are kind of just like yeah, hesitant I, to like throw everything I, they have going for this one player who might not even be there mentally and, or, or might and he, have injury problems. The thing is, he keeps saying he wants to go to the Lakers. So, so especially yeah, just true. if the Lakers just wait, if they're smart about it too, they don't have to give up anything and they get Kawhi for free in a year. I think if if that's what is going to happen, if Kawhi wants to go to the Lakers, that's what you do. How funny would it be if after a year? Of the Lakers clearing out cap space and talking about all these players they're going to sign, they end up without LeBron, Paul George, or Kawhi. That would be wonderful. <laughs> and it's possible. It could happen. But uh, now that I'm thinking about it, I think if Paul George, which might happen, were to go back to OKC, that LeBron would probably end up in L.A. But uh, I also think if Paul George were to go to L.A., that LeBron would go to L.A. So I guess I changed my original answer to, I think LeBron's going to L.A. So that's, that's what I've been thinking the entire time. I... I think it's like between so there's like we had the four teams we had Houston we had Philly we had LA we had Cleveland and as you kind of think about this more I, you hear more and more things that um, he doesn't really even like the city of Houston mm. and that is going to be the hardest financial fit to move stuff around. Um, it's really difficult. Though, yeah, like that situation. especially because they need to sign Chris Paul and um, and if if they don't sign Chris Paul, Paul, I don't too. think LeBron's going there. Well, yeah, but um, so I think LeBron's options really get back get down to Cleveland, it's Los Angeles, and I don't really think he goes to Sixers anymore, so I think it's Cleveland and Los Angeles. And I I really like Los Angeles. I think like, it'd be cool. I, 
Something that has been really on my mind is I want to see LeVar Ball and LeBron James. I want to see the king get inducted as the fourth um, or even the third uh, Ball brother if they excommunicate oh as well. I think that would be great. You know how big of a proponent or a big advocator I am of the big baller brand. I'm all, I'm all about it. I'm 100% in, and I would love to see that. I would be very intrigued as well. I would love to see that. Especially after the Lakers sign LiAngelo. I think... And yeah, I let's just talk about the radicals. If Paul George goes to uh, Los Angeles, if LeBron goes to Los Angeles, you start with a you have a four of Lonzo, Paul George, um, Ingram, and LeBron. And I mean, you probably do end up trading away like Alonzo or an Ingram to get like a bigger piece. But even then, I like. I don't that think roster. they trade Ingram in any situation, honestly. Well, yeah, what, what I'm saying is like I like those. Pl- yeah. I like those players. I like that roster. Hmm. Well. Yeah, I I think there's a very, very small chance that Julius Randle ends up still on that roster. But if they do want to sign another superstar, you're right. Like Lonzo or Ingram or I think that's pretty much it. Maybe maybe Kyle Kuzma. Kuz. Yeah, uh, would have to be involved. Zubach. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, some other, uh, some other free agents. Wait, so what's your final um, prediction for LeBron, Paul George, and Kawhi? LeBron in L.A., PG to LA, Kawhi staying with the Spurs. Kawhi staying with the Spurs. Maybe even Kawhi to LA. Who cares? I'm going to say... Let's put them all in LA. I mean, that would be ridiculous. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> I'm ready. Be... Let's take down the Warriors. I'm done. They'd still get, they'd still get whooped. I don't even care if they kill the Sixers. Let's just... Yeah, yeah. I want to see the Warriors be done. That's when the NBA's rank, rankings just... I mean, ratings just tank. But put Steph Curry on the Warriors, too. Or on the Lakers, too. Who cares? Let's get them all there. My final answer, I'm going to say LeBron to LA, PG3, PG3, PG13 to um, staying at OKC, and then Kawhi. Let's hear a Kawhi to Philly. Let's Honestly, hear a Kawhi okay, to Philly. I, I think Kawhi to Philly is the most likely for Kawhi, but I don't think it's going to happen for a while. We'll but see. I also think that Kawhi to Philly means Markel Fultz out of Philly. And you know how upset that would make me. I, I yeah. understand how ridiculous that is to say, but yeah, Markel Fultz yeah. is my guy. <laughs> yeah, but he he would have to he'd have to be on the Spurs. Him and Dario Saric would be such a good spur. He would be like the yeah. ideal spur. All right. Anyway, so then we have KD. KD staying with the Warriors. I don't even want to yeah. give that. Let's a talk about Demarcus Cousins. Oh, um. because. Technically, a star who can still—he's dropping forty points every game. I'm not every game. Like he's dropping forty points. You know, he's still a decent. He's a very decent player. He's towards the end of his prime, but still, I even after an Achilles injury, I think he could go somewhere and be like an impact. Oh, for I, I don't. Yeah, but I think he like, definitely will. Like, yeah, teams but, aren't. It doesn't sound like people are talking about it. It's kind of because he's got that like Russell Westbrook effect, where some teams think that like. He, he kind of makes your team worse. But I could definitely see him ending up in, like we were talking about earlier, like a Mavs situation. Um, if they're looking for a center and it comes down to De- DeMarcus Cousins and DeAndre Jordan, they could definitely make it fit cap-wise. Um, and I don't know. I don't know who they prefer. They, But I, I think that would be a good spot for him. Yeah, um, there are a couple. Because the thing is, that I feel like there's not... The thing is with DeMarcus is he's going to want the most money. And I feel like there's not a ton of... Uh, teams out there who want to play center is a big amount of money but um dallas is a team who's looking at uh, adding a center they have cap space imagine a team with Doncic, 
uh, Boogie. You got um, Dennis Smith. We were just yeah. talking about this earlier. I think that would be a lot of fun. That'd be a cool roster. Yeah, I it, think Demarcus. Wherever he goes, he immediately makes that team like a lot, like a much more interesting team in the scope of things. Even if he goes back to New Orleans and a much more competitive team. That's honestly win now mode if they go out and sign a guy like Demarcus. Like that. Well, team, I, I think Cuban wants to win now. I think that's been his thing. He's. I. I yeah, he, well, yeah, I'm not disagreeing. He definitely does want to, but I just don't think they will. It's not all there yet, but it's looking better. Well, I mean, but I think he he would be the type of GM to make that move. For like, sure. I'm not saying it's For the sure. best idea, but it that's what he would I'm do. I'm just looking at these free agents and all of the guys that were in the draft. If you were a team that was going into this offseason looking for a big, specifically a center, or and, uh, yeah, if you're looking for a big, like, this is the offseason to go out and get one. Because literally, like, you got Clint Capella... DeMarcus Cousins, DeAndre Jordan, Aaron Gordon, Julius Randle, and then the draft had like Jaron Jackson, uh, DeAndre Ayton, Mo Bamba, uh, just so many like good bigs and like Julius Randle's about to go take a bag. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna. Go, I, I don't think he, I don't know if the Lakers want to sign him like long term because he's gonna want some money. I can, I could see him going to like not the Pistons, but a team like the Pistons, just like for all the money in the world. He could, be, he could end up in like Charlotte. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, like just like, like that. Oh, Charlotte's maxed out with their money, but it's like a team like that. Too. Yeah. Even like Miami or somewhere. Like, I don't, he, yeah, he, he could get the bag. He could secure the bag. He could, but he might even flip it and tumble it. I like it. But I don't know. Like just look at all these bigs, like Aaron Gordon. I think he's restricted. He's, free agent. The magic are just going to pay whatever amount of money. But yeah. Um, I really like Clint Capella. Do you think he's staying with the Rockets? Um, I don't know. I think he could also get paid. I mean, I think he will get paid. He's he's a type of guy who could go to the Mavericks too. The Mavericks want a big. That's what I've heard. <laughs> yeah, we're just saying the Mavs for everyone. Like, oh, <laughs> Demarcus Cousins, decide, DeAndre Jordan, the Clint Mavs Capella. Are sign all these guys, and they're yeah. going to realize Sam Pinky's dream of playing the Twin Towers. <laughs> Yeah, I remember the quadruple that, towers. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Let's go. No, but if you're if you now on the contrary to what I said earlier, if you were a team going into this free agency or this offseason looking for a guard, you're beat. Yeah, <laughs> like because Chris Paul is most likely re-signing with the, uh, um, with the the Rockets, and just after that, like there's not many options. Like there's guys like Fred Van Vliet, who I'm I'm a big fan of. Um, you know, future six man of the year. Um, but yeah, I'm a big Fred Van Vliet, Van Vliet fan. But other than that, like now that the podcast has gotten to the point of us talking about Fred Van Vliet in terms of free agency, I would say now is a good time to shut it off. But it has been a great second episode of Don't Reach. Uh, we're gonna continue to try and get some stuff popping off for the summer. We're gonna get some uh, more free agency stuff when that's going on. Okay, um, and, and and also uh, follow us on. On Instagram, Instagram at uh, Don't Reach Podcast. Uh, follow my writer Twitter at DD Zaborski. I'm trying to uh, put some writing on there too, hopefully by the end of the summer, by the summer, by soon. I should do that. Um, and help yeah. us out by subscribing on iTunes. Leave a five star uh, review too. That would be huge. <laughs> this is like a list of demands. It's like <laughs> all <laughs> these things, and then we could go to my summer league viewing party. Yeah, that's go. those are the requirements to come. All right. Cool. Don't reach. Don't reach. <laughs> <laughs>